Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. The first thing I want to talk about is euthanasia. And I read a great article uh, over the weekend uh, in the Irish Mirror by journalist Jason O'Toole about euthanasia. I want to read some of it out to you. And it says, okay, I'm going to read it here to you. There's probably a tearful pet owner somewhere in Ireland today asking the vet to put their sick dog out of its misery. Yet, at the same time, there's a human being in an Irish hospice being forced to live out their last moments in agony, either physically, mentally or both. I can't comprehend how we treat our pets more compassionately than the terminally ill patients suffering slow and painful deaths. Those against euthanasia claim anyone can have a comfortable death thanks to modern medicine. But that just, that's just a load of codswallop because not all pain can be completely alleviated at all times. And then he goes on to say, we were the first in the world to bring in the smoking ban in 2004 and then other countries copied us. We should forever be proud that Ireland was the first country to legalise gay marriage by popular vote. And we've also shown we're continuing to mature as a society by sensibly addressing abortion and medical or medicinal marijuana. I believe it's high time for us to have a mature national debate about euthanasia and put it to the people in a referendum. I know at least dozens of Irish politicians, including three cabinet ministers, who told me they would support euthanasia. Yet it seems Minister John Halligan was a lone voice in uh, the uh, wilderness with his efforts to introduce a euthanasia bill, which now appears dead in the water, pun intended. It's disappointing. Other politicians haven't been much more vocal about it, but they are probably in fear it would be career suicide. Again, pun intended. I imagine they believe scaremongering from religious zealots uh, would result in a backlash from fearful old age pensioners uh, coming election time. Uh, The argument can be won if it was made abundantly clear euthanasia would be accessible under stringent rules for terminally ill patients only. But we need more Irish politicians not to be afraid to take up the baton here. Otherwise, future generations are going to look back on us as being a barbaric society who bizarrely treated our pets better than our human beings. There you go. Interesting, isn't it? Now, there is lots of arguments to and for euthanasia. You know, euthanasia is legal in different ways in Holland, Belgium, Luxembourg, Switzerland, France, Sweden, Austria, Germany, Denmark, Britain, Norway, Hungary, Spain, Czech Republic and Portugal. Different variations of the law, by the way. Not always the same. Not so much in Britain, for example. It ends up in high courts all the time. So of those countries that don't have complete legislation of euthanasia but allow patients to refuse treatment... Ireland is the same, by the way. We can actually, you can actually refuse to have treatment in Ireland, can't you? You can uh, do not resuscitate. You can choose not to resuscitate, provided you're an adult. So is it time we fell into line with the majority of Europe and legalised assisted suicide, as it used to be called, but now it's called euthanasia? That's kind of nicer word, isn't it? Assisting somebody to die. Assisted dying, wasn't that the word they used as well? Many would agree with Jason O'Toole's comments in the mirror. While most people against euthanasia believe that life is given by God and can only be taken away by God. And that's the religious argument. Other opponents fear that if euthanasia was made legal, the laws regulating it would be abused and people would be killed who didn't really want to die. Others believe that it demeans old age pensioners. 
makes them feel under pressure somehow not to bother the rest of the world with their ailments and that maybe they should just pop off the coil willingly rather than wasting hospital time and trying to save them or elongate their lives in any way. Makes them feel meaningless in this world in some way, whereas others say absolutely not. It's helping people who are maybe aged, who have profound illnesses, or maybe younger people who have profound illnesses, to go off the coil in a more peaceful manner and with more dignity. If there was a referendum tomorrow to introduce euthanasia, assisted suicide, into this country, how would you vote? Would you vote yes or would you vote no? So you're at the polling station, you've got the card in your hand. There's two little squares. One says yes and one says no. Would you vote to allow people to be assisted in hospitals or care units to get an injection to die if that's what they so wish to do? Let me know what you think. The number is 0871880008. Let me go to Fern. You're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Fern? Hey, Niall. How are you? Good. Fern, you know, it's a complicated situation, and I do understand there's a religious argument for it as well, but there's also a moral argument for it too, that if we legalise euthanasia, it makes life a little less valuable. Would hmm. you agree? Well, no, because how are you supposed to be able to put yourself in someone else's shoes? You don't know what they're feeling. Mm-hmm. And if they make that decision to actually sign a piece of paper to say, yes, that's what I want, then obviously they've thought about it enough to make that decision. But would it be a case that sometimes people feel that their life is not worth living because of what other people might think? That they're putting other people through a lot of trouble and pain, having to go visit them in a hospice or whatever it happens to be, that they become an, they feel they've become an inconvenience in society. And that can be the case too when you, when you legalise assisted suicide. Well, if people didn't think like that, there wouldn't be so many cases of suicide, to be honest with you. That's always going to be prevalent. There's always going to be people who think that their life isn't worth continuing because of pressures that they put on other people or they feel that they don't actually add any value to anyone in their lives. But at the same time, I mean, look, like, like that man said in the article about um, pets, or you can euthanize your pets. You know, people should have an option if they're too And I know, Ill. I hear that argument all the time, but then again, we don't speak to the pet about it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Which is, do you know, like, we don't understand. Like, that little pet who's, say, 13 years of age and maybe have a couple of uh, tumours or whatever it is, could be thinking to himself, I don't want to die yet. Actually, I, you know, I'm okay with this. I'm okay with the fact that maybe I can't eat properly without getting sick. And maybe that little pet, we don't know what the pet thinks. We, we make that decision for the pet. Yes, but we I, I would never assume that we would ever make that decision for humans. No, but then um, it wouldn't be someone else making that decision, would it? It would be them themselves. Absolutely. But, and then but the are they time, making that decision under duress? Sometimes. Would you think people make it under duress? You've got maybe a young man who has MS, for example. There was a case there last... I read in the paper there last week in June in Australia. A young man, he was only... Um, he was an active man. He was a fire officer, I think, and he was like in his 40s. He 50s. He had MS beautiful wife and kids, and he just didn't want to be a burden on his family. And isn't that his right to feel that way? It is his right, but because they have assisted suicide and he was allowed to do it, you know, maybe he wouldn't have done it if he wasn't allowed. I don't know. I'm I'm only throwing out the alternate argument to you. I I see that. I see that. But at the same time, perhaps you'd rather his children and his wife not to have so many months, years of just remembering him suffering. Maybe you'd rather them have the memories of them, of him 
it living to life to its fullest rather than spending months and years coming to visit him and seeing him in agony all of the time. Yeah, well, let, let me just go to Anya as well for the religious argument, because Anya, you're on Classic Hits. How you doing, Anya? Hello. Anya, obviously you're a Christian, and we've spoken to you before the show. I mean, yeah. you, you, I'm assuming you'd vote now. Yeah. Okay, and why? What, what's the, what is the religious argument, apart from the basic that God puts us here and God takes us away? Is that, is that basically it? This thou shalt not kill. But nobody's actually killing somebody. Killing To kill somebody is to do it without their permission. Yeah, but even with permission. And you can't take your own life. You're not allowed, but... You can't do that. I mean, an animal is different. Because killing an animal, well, if the animal isn't, if he's healthy, you wouldn't do it, but... Otherwise, it's not a Yeah, but you wouldn't do it to a healthy human either. I no. mean, doctors take a Hippocratic oath. Yeah, but there's loads of people in pain, and are they all going to <laughs> want to die? Well, no, not unless they decide to. The point Fern is making yeah, is that you have to make that decision yourself. Often, wouldn't there? But Anya, let's say, now, gosh, and I hope it doesn't happen to you, but let's say you were diagnosed with some sort of terminal illness, and you were lying there in a hospice in agony, you know, just waiting for the moment that you were going to run out of breath and take your last breath. And I remember going to a hospital and watching somebody die. And it was the most horrendous thing to ever see. I mean, I, you know, I watched this person gasping for air. And there was part of me saying, will some doctor just come in and, and help this man to die? Because he was, it was inevitable what was going to happen in the next 24 hours. But for that period of time... Now, I'm pretty sure the doctors did up to the dose of morphine, which probably did assist him to die in the end. But in saying that, for that time, for some, to watch somebody grasping onto life, is it not wrong? Is that cruel to do that to a person? Well, he'd suffer more when he dies if he, if he takes his own life or gets, takes his own life. But that's old school thinking, isn't it, Anya? Because no, even, even the Catholic Church, no. many, many years ago, if you took your own life in this country, it was considered illegal first. It was a criminal offence. I don't know how you would ever charge somebody with it. Well, but you it wouldn't was a, charge him when you're dead. No, because obviously not. If you, if you survived it, they would charge you, right? That was the way it was years ago. But it, it's not a criminal offence <clears> anymore. But the Catholic Church wouldn't bury you on consecrated ground. You weren't even allowed to have your casket brought into a church if you took your own life. Well, anyone that's that's obvious... That's changed. They're not religious. They don't believe in God. Anybody that wants to do that. Yeah, but that's all changed, Anya. It's not... You can't change the The law of God. The priests don't have that same judgment on people now when they take their lives. Yeah, I wouldn't want to mind the priests there. If you can't join... Beat them, join them, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. The priests, you know, they're guilty and they're trying to keep in with everybody, you know, you know. Okay, but see, fair, or should I say that, fair, Anya, you can make the decision to live in pain if that's what you want to do, because that's your choice and you're religious and you believe that. But, but should Fern, who doesn't want to make that same decision, should she have a right legally to make a different decision to you? But she can, I don't care what they do. If there's a referendum... You know, whoever wants to vote yes, no, it's up to them, you know. But by you voting no, you're denying her that choice. If indeed the no side yeah, but win. She, she voting yes affects me as well. Well, how does it affect you? Yeah, because I know it's a sin. But that just knowing it's a sin doesn't affect you. How it does, does it affect how, how It doesn't directly affect you. She's never going to force you. I don't you. like to see so many souls lost. But, she, but she's never going to force, by voting yes, nobody's ever going to force you well, to she want... She probably thinks she's going to go down the ground, end of story, you know. Hmm. I, I, do you believe in God, Fern? No. See, that's it. What do you mean, see? May I, may I, may I, can I just interject <laughs> yeah, something? Yeah, go, go ahead. Now, I, Ornia, I completely respect your views, and I don't want to offend you in any way, first and foremost. However, in my opinion, 
when it comes to a person's decision, you can't really weigh God into that too much if they're not a believer, because at the same time, if God did create all living matter on this planet, he also created bugs that have the sole intent of driving their their bodies through the eyeballs of children and killing them. So how can we judge what we ought to do? There are, in, in certain countries, like obviously in much hotter climes, there are certain like insects, so that's what they do. They blind children. There's malaria. There's so many other things that is just completely can't be described. And so therefore, we need to make sure that nobody is allowed to have the right to choose to end their own suffering in case of offending someone who created so much suffering. It's a fair point, isn't it, Anya? That this God guy who you believe in... All God fairness, guy? Why are you calling him a guy? Well, okay, he could be a girl then, okay? A typical American disguise thing, you know? Okay, whatever. Okay, oh, well, he right. could be a girl, okay? And he could, or he could be non-gender. Oh, yes, he can bless him away, you know? Is, is he a man or a woman, God, by the way, do you think? Man. Okay, so this God guy, all right? So he has done so much wrong in the world, or so much good, according to you. Um, and Fern is pointing out the wrong. We've got war, we've got children who are born two, three years of age with leukemia who die, if, if God is responsible for all these things, which he claims to be, and he believes there's a reason for everything, and, you know, a lot of this is sad and miserable and horrible, but surely to God, fairness saying that, well, pardon the pun, uh, we should have a choice, if you're a non-believer, to also take your life, take your own life, if that's what you want to do, if you're <laughs> in sickness. I'm not telling anybody what to do. I know I wouldn't do it. Never but you still take the opportunity away from other people. Sorry? But I'm sorry, I have a right Anya, to vote mean, what way I like. I know. understand that. I'm sorry. Look, Anya, I'm genuinely not trying to offend you anyway here now. It's just by voting no, it's just like with a gay marriage, just like with a smoking outdoors, you would, take the, you would willingly take the right of other people who would want to make that decision based on what you believe. It's up to everybody to do what they want to do. Precisely my point. But if you are a practicing Catholic, you don't do that. And not, there we are. Not, not, not everybody's is. a practicing Catholic. Well, then I need to go ahead, you know. Nothing I can do about it then. Well, there is something you can do about it. What? I'm not going to please people, am well, I? Well, nobody's out. Please yourself. Yeah, Isn't well, that what this life is about? By, by voting no, that I don't believe in euthanasia. So, can I ask a question? If somebody that you knew was dying in great pain, suffering with cancer, maybe being given a diagnosis of two or three weeks to live in a hospice and they're gasping for air, and you were sitting there, you were, you love them. Let's say a husband or a son or a daughter or something like that. And there was two tablets on the table and a glass of water. And the doctors walked out of the room, knew nothing about them. And they said to you, Anya, I can't take this pain and suffering anymore, Anya. See those two tablets there? And I've obviously, I've lost the use of my muscles. Can you put those two tablets in my mouth and give me a drop of water so I can die with dignity? You wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it? No. Because they suffer more when they die then. Would you do it, Fern? Would I do what? Well, no, Fern, would you do that? If someone someone asked me? Yep. In that scenario, somebody you loved who only had a couple of weeks to live, nobody would ever know it was you that did it. And they asked, that person said to you, those two tablets there on the counter, will you feed them to me so I can die with dignity? I would. That's been murdered then. But no, I'm a, I've, I've asked a hypothetical question on you that it wouldn't be murder. <laughs> it's hypothetical. No. She's not going to be I, I caught. 
I wouldn't see that as murder either. If someone is in agony... It's, mer- it's a mercy release. killing, isn't it? More so than anything else. And if you love them so very much, the last thing you want to do is see them the right thing, and then all they're doing is being drugged up to the nines, which just makes you feel dizzy, let alone anything else. Often incurs vomiting. I would rather that than see them end up choke on their own blood, which tends to happen during the final moments. Are you a doctor? No, I'm not, but I have unfortunately had a lot of people close to me who's, who's passed. So have I. And have you ever, Anya, have you ever watched somebody dying in agony? <coughs> Excuse me. Why would I want to do that? I'm only asking you. Have you ever, I'm sure you've It visited. would make no difference. Have you ever visited somebody in the hospital in the final stages of cancer? Yes. And the way, well, depending on the type of cancer they have, many of those people... They can give painkillers. Well, yes, they could be on morphine, but that doesn't always dull the pain. That doesn't dull the pain of trying to breathe when you've lung cancer. uh, Suffering every day, you know, and they don't... My mother died of emphysema, struggled to breathe for the last two days of her life, wanted to die... It's up to everybody if they want to do that, do it. But I wouldn't do it. Okay. All right. Well, stay there for a second. Let me go to Dave as well. Uh, Dave, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Dave? Hey, folks. Um, Dave, I mean, you've heard Anya. Obviously, from a religious point of view, she says, absolutely not. God is the only one who puts us here. God is the only one who can take us away. And it kind of devalues life in some way for her. Yeah, I know. But, like, if the Bible is to be believed, isn't God, like, the biggest murderer of them all? I mean, how many times in the Old Testament has God smote people for doing shit that he didn't like? You know? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, either... Mass killing, actually. Mass yeah, killing, yes. Like, either, either, like, the Judeo-Christian God is the biggest sadist in the universe, or he just has a really sick sense of humor. You know? Like, how, how can you believe, like, a God who would create things like um, AIDS and cancer and give them to babies? That's totally okay. But we can't use the free will that that same God has given us to go out with a bit of dignity. God didn't give us AIDS. Well, where did AIDS come from? If you believe God created the universe and created the world, wouldn't that fall under the category of things created by God? Well, how if do you create, think people get But if get he created AIDS? all the beasts on, on the land and in the sea um, and humankind, he must have created the diseases that afflict them. What about if cancer you, on you? you? What about cancer? You disease yourself with AIDS. Huh? Well, forget, forget about even communicable diseases. And I know what you're going to say, Anya, that people get that themselves by being promiscuous. Forget about communicable diseases. What about diseases like cancer, which are hereditary? Well, if this God, as Dave says... And by giving up smoking, like you said... Well, hang on. There's plenty more cancers as well as smoking. Absolutely. You don't have to smoke to get cancer. Uh, I know a person who didn't drink or smoke and died of cancer at the age of 35. So what I'm saying to you, Anya, is the point Dave is making is if this God that you believe in and is the reason why you wouldn't vote for euthanasia is so wonderful, you know, why does he create diseases like cancer? It was probably cancer from the environment, from chemicals and food and other things, you know. Yeah, who created all these things? Who he made the food? He didn't create that. He, well, created, he didn't create all those diseases. Who Would created them then? It's people's own fault, you know. Oh, is that, oh, so, the time. oh so, so God created all the good stuff and all the bad stuff just happened, is it? We get all the chemicals in the food. All the chemicals in the food, right. Yeah. And what happened 50, 60 years ago when we didn't have as many processed foods? You realise cancer has been around probably as long as we have been Not as, as much a species. Now, though. It is. No, no. it has. They it actually has. The, the difference now, on you is that we hear about it more because we diagnose it more because we're better at diagnosing it. In the country, you hear everything. You can't do nothing in the country, you know. 
What about okay? What about okay? Let, let, okay, you want to you, you want to take the blame off from God away from cancer? That's fine. Okay. What about a tsunami? Tsunami. Did we create that? Is that human beings' fault? Global warming. Sorry. What about what about Sodom and Gomorrah? Sorry. What about Sodom and Gomorrah? That's clearly stated in the Bible that God just completely waxed the place. Waxed. Yeah. So how is it okay that God like wiped out an entire town because he didn't like what people were up to? But if I'm dying of cancer. And I'm in excruciating pain. I can't go out on my own terms with a small bit of dignity. So when like you people you, die you of cancer... But you realize the effect that that... Like, cancer doesn't just kill you. It destroys everybody around you. Have you ever sat at someone's bedside for an entire week waiting for them to die? Wait for more? Waiting for someone to die. Die? Yeah, die. What guy? Yeah. Have you ever sat beside somebody's bed waiting for them to die? In for them to die. Yes. Yeah. It wouldn't make any difference. It wouldn't make any difference. No. Do you think, think it's perfectly fine and dandy? Because be when sitting, they die, be, sit, be sitting beside your your parents' bedside. Have you ever heard of a death? Have you ever heard a death rattle? No. Death rattle. We'll flu, we, yeah, where flu builds up in someone's chest. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know the damage that does to people mentally sitting for an entire week? I think you're looking at the internet too much. No, I've actually seen it with my own eyes. No, I've seen it with my own eyes. I watched my own father fall ah. apart and die from cancer. And I've done it again with my missus's father. I have friends who have that had to. And if the law was there to give them an injection when they lapsed into consciousness, we would have jumped at the chance. We show more mercy to animals than we do to our fellow men. Like Why I you... said, you do what you want to do. I but you don't do, do what well, you hang want on, to do. Let, let, let her respond, Dave. Let her respond. Anybody else but myself. I'm not accountable for anybody else when I die. It's the life I led, not the life you led. But you see, but the, the, the crucial point that you're missing here is everybody respects the fact that if you want to die, you know, and, you, and you're in a lot of pain and I hope it doesn't happen to you, Anya, that's completely your choice. But why, choice, but why but deny others the choice of dying with what they believe, dignity or peacefully, when they want to do that? I'm also telling you, if you want to do that, do it. But well, I well, they can't do because it. it's illegal. Sorry? They can't do it at the moment because it's illegal. We have a referendum then. So you're okay with a referendum? No. But you'll vote no? Vote no. I mean, why are you trying to convince me? You're not I'm not. I'm, to only, I'm only trying to figure out your argument. That's, I'm not trying to convince you. My religion. I'm never going to do that. Why don't you just respect other people's opinions? But I told yes. you, if you want to do it, do it. Well, you just said you said you'd vote no. Well, yes, I'd vote no, yes. But in, fair, in fairness right now, Dave, wait, okay, like. Dave, in fairness, that's a bit hypocritical yeah, for you know, to say. Yeah, for you to say to, for her to respect other people's opinions, when you should obviously respect hers then too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know what I mean? Because it is democracy, isn't it? <laughs> okay, well, stay there, and stay there, please, Fern, because I want to go to Emmanuel as well. Emmanuel, uh, let me see, let me just switch you on here. Sorry, Emmanuel, go ahead, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing? How's it going? Emmanuel, the next big referendum most possibly could be euthanasia. Um, yeah. Now, I know John Halligan kind of put it on the table a while ago there, but uh, all the, the, they're all afraid to touch it because it could be career suicide, pardon the pun. Um, but in saying that, it probably is going to be the next referendum. How would you vote? Uh, I'd vote no. And you know why? Because I'm, I'm a Christian just like uh, Anya there. You know, God bless Anya for having her opinion and, and having the courage to um, come out with it, you know, against the onslaught of all, all the negativity that she's facing. I think the people giving out to her are giving out about the nature of reality and creation. It's not it's not her fault that people suffer and die, you know. But um, human beings are they're 
they're divine creation and you have to um embrace humanity and the human condition and just let 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 life take its natural course you know we, but we don't generally embrace hum, uh, you know the human condition because the human condition can take different directions i.e. Well, cancer diseases well, we don't embrace yeah. that we try and cure it okay, let me quote a scripture now i'm not coming from a bible bashing thing but a scripture does come to mind that says um, give give strong drink to the man who's perishing right so we do intervene medically with um, painkillers and everything well, well, cures. We also intervene with cures too. We try to cure people. Yeah, we do. We do. But and successfully do mortal, so. We're talking about mortal illnesses where people can't escape the fact that they're going to die and they're in pain. Um, we can intervene with um, really strong drugs to um, ease their suffering. But I think ultimately the, the bottom line is if, if you take their life, it's, it's just against the natural order and it's against God's will. Fern, do you, do you, well, hang on. Fern, do you respect Emmanuel's religious argument? It's against the natural order, it's against God's will. Look, I was just like Owen Onya. I I completely respect anyone's decision and how they feel. I just don't agree with not allowing other people to to make right. a decision. I, I, I understand what you're saying. I have no right to tell a person to suffer when they don't want it. But to make this into law, into legislation, there's enough corruption in high places, and we're called to speak out against corruption in high places. I think it's just a, the wrong decision. The best thing to do is to embrace the humanity and to embrace the natural order of things. But if a law came in, can I, can, I, can I just say something? Sorry, Emmanuel. If a law came in right, and said, okay, from tomorrow onwards, yeah, you know, assisted suicide, euthanasia is legal in Ireland, right? Yeah. You're never going to go and seek it out. Other people like Anya would never go and seek it out. So what difference would it make to you? I, I did, I'm, I'm only here, I'm not, I'm not dictating to people that they have to suffer, right? I just, um, I'd beg them to um, face, face life with courage and with the human spirit and, and, Say yes to life. You know, that's why... How can you say yes to life when you have three days to live? Three days to live is, is three days um, of, a, of, the, of the human experience that, uh, that's going to really? end. Really? Anyway, when you're, when so you're in pain, life. gasping for breath? Well, I look, you know I'm a heavy smoker. The pain in my chest could turn out to be an aggressive lung cancer. I hope not. Well, I hope not, too. I touch wood, you know. Um, but um, if, if I did um, succumb to the cigarettes and I was in agony... I wouldn't. I wouldn't choose to um, to be snuffed out like that. I'd I'd um, I'd fight with courage to to, the, to with me very last breath. Uh, okay, do. Dave, do you want to, do you want to respond to that? Emmanuel would fight with courage to his very last breath and believes that people should do that. Obviously, if they're Christian. Yeah, you know, I I mean no disrespect when I say this, man, but when you've got tumors metastasizing inside you and and you're in excruciating agony to the point where the morphine isn't doing anything for you, I guarantee you'll be singing a different tune. Genuinely, I think it is actually a kindness to do that. Like, you do realize we do it in a roundabout kind of way anyway. When someone goes on a morphine pump and they start upping the morphine and upping the morphine, they do it to weaken a person's heart. So it's already kind of half being done at the moment. It does. Yeah, the the organs tend to fail when they increase the morphine. No, they they up your morphine to a point where it weakens your heart and you go. Because myself, my missus, have both been there. And you still, like my dad passed away five years ago. I'm still feeling that. There are parts of that week that will be with me till the day I die. And I've said it to my missus, and I've had this conversation with her. I said, if I ever end up as a vegetable, or if I ever end up in that kind of situation, I'm going out on my own terms. I'm not doing that to my family. Well, you do have the, the right not to resuscitate. No, but I mean, if I find out I've got a terminal illness, I let it go so long, and I'm going to swallow a bunch of pills, or I'll do something, because... 
I am not having my family wait around by a bedside for a week. But, but isn't, see, isn't this the problem? And, and this is the counter-argument, and I'm, I'm not that I'm agreeing with David, I'm just giving it to you, that when you allow assisted suicide, as it was originally called, it's now called assisted dying or euthanasia, that we devalue life in some way, that we're saying that it's easy just to pop off whenever you feel like it. Well, may I say, uh, Niall, can I say something? Yeah, yeah. About, about that point, it's no surprise that uh, people would be pushing for this now because uh, human life in the womb, at the start of life, life at the beginning of life is not regarded as special. Why would they regard life at the end of life as special? You know, it's no surprise to me. Mm. Um, and I think it's just an economic decision that um, they, they keep on telling us that the population of Ireland is ageing and we're all going to end up in care homes and everything. That It would be an economic decision to turn them into bleeding death camps just to snuff people out early. An a bit much, isn't it? That's Sorry, Dave. No, I'm just saying that's a bit much. Death camps. Like they have it in they have it in Sweden and they have a very Switzerland, good system. many other countries, yeah. It's it's not abused. You have to be fully cognizant of who you are, where you are, and what you're doing to be able consider, to avail of the system. This, consider this anecdote then. There was a girl, I think it was in uh, Switzerland, that she was a young seventeen year old who was raped and she couldn't face life, she couldn't get over the trauma of um being raped, so she wanted to to die. And legally she was given the right to die. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. You, you missed a few points there because that girl had a hell of a lot more stuff going on. And she, she had gone on for years and years and years. And the term they used was incompatible with life because she had eating disorders. She was never going to gain, gain weight. She was probably going to die a horrible I think, death I think anyway. to be honest, Manuel, many of her organs had already failed. She was already in a lot of trouble. She, she could already see the There was, there was more to that story than you just painted. It wasn't just a girl with regrets of being raped. I don't know the full facts. So okay. But, uh, but the, in, ver- in fairness, Dave, there was another story. I remember last year, the year before, that we covered in the show, and I can't remember how young the child was, but it was a young child of 12 or 11 or 12 years of age. Uh, was the youngest child so far to use the euthanasia laws. It could have been Belgium, I think, as far as I know. And, you know, I kind of thought that one was a bit... Yeah, no, I agree with you there. But, like, it's we can easily implement systems where... But the point they... he's making, Emmanuel, is that once you allow a law in, you know, the law gets abused. Yeah, well, come here to me. We can very easily implement laws where, like, um, you have to be terminally ill. You know, you have to be within say, 12 months of your death or six months of your death or you have a yeah, but who, Yeah, but who decides that? Because I, I know people who've been given six months to live and live for 20 years. That's so, fair enough. You know what I mean? So who, so somebody comes along and says, yeah, he's only got six months to live so he can pop off the coil. But, but then again, he might have been saved. So, I mean, that would be a bit sticky, wouldn't it? No, that is true. But here, we give the person the right to decide. They, they can say, right, I've got six months to live, I'm going to go five months, and I'm going to do myself in. It's between me and whatever gods I pray to. I mean, like, Emmanuel, I saw a great story there a while ago. It was, a, a, well, when I say the story, the story was written by the person who died. And it was a young woman, she was in her 30s, she was a businesswoman, she had her own house, very independent woman. Uh, she was diagnosed with brain cancer and given approximately four to five months to live. She sold her house, sold her car, went on a cruise around the world with a few of her friends. She brought them, paid for them and everything, came back to America, uh, organised a big party in a hotel where her and four of her best friends went up to the room that night at the end of the party and she took those two tablets or whatever it is they take and off she went to sleep and didn't wake up again. Fair play to her. I mean, isn't that a nicer way, I suppose, of dying, Emmanuel? I think I'd rather go out like that than go out roaring. You know, with brain cancer. 
I'd, I'd say, you know, um, D- uh, Dylan Thomas's poem comes to mind, you know, uh, Rage Against the Dying of the Light, you know. Don't go don't go quietly into the night, that's why. Absolutely, and, and for some people, they and, and I would encourage anybody who's been diagnosed with a terminal illness to fight it as much as you possibly can, because people have come back from a terminal diagnosis. But what I'm saying to you is, there is a point that you get to where you just say, that's it. There's nothing's going to work where doctors say, sorry, no more chemotherapy or whatever it is, whatever condition you have. There's no point. It's not going to happen. You know, you're going to die. And, and then yeah, people yeah. people end up in pain, Emmanuel. And, and, what, we're, and what we're talking about here is not, you know, it's not just some doctor guessing. You know, for example, in many states in America that allow this, you have to be signed off by three consultants. You know what I mean? You can't just, it's not just one opinion. It's three, three people have to say this person is going to die. Yeah. You know, so it's not just willy nilly. I, I, it's a it's a sticky situation because you're expecting somebody who doesn't want to suffer pain to uh, suffer pain just because you know. But there's there's a big there's a bigger thing behind all this, and I, I think it's about the uh, sanctity of life. You know, mm-hmm. that's what I think it is. I mean, don't don't deliberately take a person's life. It's just wrong, no matter what. You know. Okay, we'll say there because Kathy, you're a classic kid. How you doing, Kathy? Hi, Niall. How are you? Good, Kathy. Um, you believe Anya clearly hasn't seen someone die in front of her own eyes. Well, the reason I haven't been on your show, Niall, for the last year or so is because I was actually daily watching somebody with cancer who eventually did die in front of my eyes. I'm sorry to hear that, Cathy. Oh, my God, you've no idea. That cancer. I thought MS was bad. I really thought MS was bad. But that cancer, it just actually, it just eats up a person. It goes through every part of them. It's absolutely the worst disease ever Mm -hmm. and to be quite honest when you see somebody that was 14 14 and a half stone and they're just lying in front of you maybe seven stone just you can't even recognize them a bag of bones getting treated because the bones are sticking through their skin oh my god the only thing you can do if you're allowed to is to help them get out of the agony and the pain it's ridiculous. And the person that this happened to that you watched dying for the last year? My husband. I'm sorry, Cathy, I didn't know Yeah, that. he was never in... He went up to Tyler Hospital. He'd never... They had no chance for him. He, the only time he was in hospital in his life was when he was born in England. He'd never been to hospital. Went up there, stage four cancer. Honest to God, Niall, I've heard people talking... Oh, cancer's awful, cancer's this, cancer's that. It really, really is the worst disease I've ever seen or known about. And when, when did he pass away? March. Okay, I'm sorry to hear that, Cathy. No, it's okay, that's why I wasn't on your show or anything. I know, I know, I, I noticed that you hadn't been on it over Yeah, year, just, so. re- it, honest to God, to, it, to actually see someone that you've been with for over 40 years and completely disappearing from... The big strong man walking in, driving the car, getting the shopping, into just somebody you're trying to use a stair lift for fuck's sake. Honest to God, Nile, it's horrific. And I'm just saying now, it didn't happen at the time, but if someone had said to me maybe a week before he died, if you give him those two tablets, you'll take that suffering away, I would have given them to him. Do you it's think? He, do you think? Okay. Do you suffering. think? Uh, was he conscious t- up to the end? Well, he went when they took him to the hospice. He went down gradually from that, and 
after listening to what that man was just saying, I think they did up the morphine a lot. Yeah, yeah, they probably did. But, I mean, at his last point of consciousness, do you think he would have wanted to die quicker? Yeah, he asked my daughter. He said, I can't take it anymore now. He said, please, I can't take any more. But, I mean, you know yourself, your kids are going round and they're banging their heads on the walls. They don't know what to be doing, considering he'd never been ill in his life. Emmanuel, what can I say, Anya? I mean, yeah. you've been listening to that, Anya. I mean, what, what do you do when you watch somebody die like that? Everybody experienced someone dying in front of them. I never have. Well, never. I have. No, never. Well, I have. And if I, if, if I went to a hospital tomorrow and someone I knew was in that state and they said to me, Kathy, give us those tablets, oh, my God, I would give them to them. I can't stand to see an animal in pain. Why would I want to see a human being in pain? Well, and so losing anyway, all the dignity, anyway, all your you? dignity goes as well. It's but, but hang, hang on, hang on, Cathy. What, what did you say to Cathy? She's a non-believer. She's a non-believer, is she? Hardly. Oh, I go that, to mass every week, as <sighs> Niall knows. Sorry? What, what difference does that really make? Well, then she will one mind she thinks she's going down the ground in the story. I go, Niall, I've argued with you about, I am a Catholic, I go to Mass every week. Oh, you're okay? not a Catholic, That's, you're not a practicing Catholic. Of you're course Catholic I'm a practicing Catholic. Only. It's you're just Catholic I don't like to see uh, humans going through agony. If that was an animal, you wouldn't expect them to go. If that was my cat, I would take it to the vet. What, the way my husband died is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Well, well Emmanuel, do you, do you want to respond to what Cathy has just said? Well, God bless Cathy, you know, um, I don't, like I said, you know, it says give, give strong, she said she's a Catholic, so remember the scripture, give strong wine to a man who's perishing, right? So the medication and the intervention should be enough to get them through it to the end. And um, to, to um, I'm sorry for our loss, and I've, I've lost my father to emphysema. I lost um, my twin to suicide. I've seen a, a neighbour um, get cancer as well in the lungs. So I know I, I have an idea about what you're talking about, but um, it's it's part of the human condition, you know. It's it's a poignant, as sad as it is. That's that's human life. Sad, it's sad sometimes, you know. But we have to embrace it and say yes to it. Um, but do, do we do we have to just embrace it and say yes to it and not do anything about it? Well, the point is, Cathy is saying she she does she okay she embrace when I say she embraces we accept the fact that people die we're we're dying from the day we're born right we accept that we're destined to die it's the one thing in life we're absolutely sure of we're all going to die well, maybe in thousands of years time we'll discover immortality or something I don't know but we're all going to die so we accept that. But surely we should be able to do it with some level of dignity if that's what we choose to do. Well, surely this God, but this God, but by, by your own admission, Emmanuel, the last time you were on, God gave us free will. He did, he did. Well, where's the free will then? There's, there's certain lines you don't cross, you know. There's certain things that you shouldn't do. Life is holy, you know. It's an amazing, holy creation, and it's only God's right to take life. Your man was talking about the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. And everything. Well, that was God's was right Dave, to yeah. do that. Yeah, that was right. God's. So God is the only one who has the right then for destruction. Yeah, God created life, so God has the right to take it away if He wants. So God can create a tsunami. Who who creates tsunamis and natural disasters? I'm not the Messiah. I'm not the spokesman. I'm, I'm just asking you. Is God? I'm, I'm curious. Is God responsible for those things? Does He work in mysterious ways? I don't know whether he's responsible. But what do you, Emmanuel? You seem to know a lot about other things. I'm asking you what you believe. Do you believe God? 
the all-powerful is responsible for natural disasters in the world? I think life is in its infancy. We have an eternity to um, develop and evolve under his wing and um, suffering is a part That's of not an the answer to the question. Uh, you, you know what I mean? You're, you're going to give God credit for birth. You're going to give God credit for the wonderful things that we see around us. So will you give God that same credit for natural disaster and human conditions? Calamity, calamity and pain are part of life at the moment. We don't. It's, a, it's the mystery of God that will be revealed at some point in the future. Okay, so God works in mysterious moment. ways. Well he, well, he does. We don't understand exactly what he's up to, you know. But, um, I mean, I mean, Dave, I mean, you, listen, you know, I understand what Emmanuel is saying. If you're from a religious point of view, that's exactly what you would think, that God works in mysterious ways and only he has the right to say bye-bye. I mean... You're brainwashed into believing the complicated that's stuff. Not, you God's can't plan. say I'm brainwashed. I lived you were brainwashed, though. Years. I lived for 28 years. I didn't believe in God. Yeah, but, but, that, man, but that, whole God, no, but that whole God does what God says, that's just a cop-out. That's just a way of us. It is. It's a way for human beings to shrug off a responsibility and say, no, 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 we can't have this conversation because God says it's bad. Like, did you not just hear like what Cathy said? And Cathy, I'm so sorry for your loss, by the way. It's a horrible way. It is a know, horrible, so horrible, horrible way. And when they're gone, the pain doesn't go away. That, that shit fucking lasts with you, like. Yeah, I know. You know, and like for, for people to just say, oh, no, God says we can, so we can't. Like, do you actually have proof that God said we can't do it? Or is it just some shit? Stance, some... My stance is not because God told me that um, you shouldn't take life. It's not because of that. It's because I'm a human being and I believe you're in the God. and the sadness of life in all its entirety. So I yeah, well, fine, but if we go, is, but fine, we'll go back to your earlier point. Being. And we, we all suffer the, the human condition. So we'll just stop giving people medication because that's unnatural. Well, we're, we're not talking about standing back and folding our arms and doing nothing. There is intervention into suffering. Oh, you know, so we stand with, back and, and fold our arms. Medication. Okay, so we we take care of people when it suits us, and then when it gets to the really tough questions, we stand well, back when, when, and when say... When a person is dying of cancer, we do our best for them, but we don't We don't do our best the for them. But that's the problem. We, do we, do don't, we, we do our best up until a point, but I'm sorry, man. Pain medication only goes so far. And then let nature take its course. Right. That's I know a guy. Do. Right. I know a guy, right? His, uh, his sister was dying of cancer. Right? All the family were in the room. Same usual crack, you know, sit in the room waiting for someone to die. The, first, the last thing she did before she died was sat bolt upright in bed, vomited blood across the room, and her children had to see that. Was that part of God's plan? Who, who allowed the children into the room? That's somebody else's decision to... Uh, their mother to was dying. What the, po- the, point, the point he's making, Emmanuel, is that it didn't have to come to that. That person could have been eased into death a lot quicker and a lot easier and a lot painlessly if that's what they so choose. Now, don't get me wrong. If a person is copus mentis up to the point of dying and chooses not to go that way, that's their choice. But, you know, if a person is going to die, like as I said to you from the start, Emmanuel, I watched somebody in the same, similar to what Cathy saw, right? And I, I watched this man on a bed gasping for air. Now, I'm talking about... And I'm go- I, 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 I watched, I, this went on for 24 hours. I couldn't believe it. And I wanted to say to a doctor, will somebody put a pillow over his head? I know that sounds horrendous, but the man was, he was reaching for death, but couldn't die. That, that, that's not, a, that's not, if God is such a wonderful person that you tell us he is, why would he want a human being, some, this wonderful creation you said that he created, you know, human beings in, in all their glory. 
Why would he put them through something like that? He wouldn't. I mean, well, with the with answer to God, we're a, part of, a certain part of the human story, and it, suffering is part of it. You know, in the future, he's going to wipe away all the tears and all the suffering and will be taken away. You have to have faith. But if you don't, it's okay. Um, as, as a human but it, being... But, it, but it's not necessarily to do with faith. I mean, Cathy has clearly said she... Well, well, I mean, what about Cathy's faith? She's a Catholic. She was christened a Catholic. You know, she goes to Mass every week. She prays to God. And I'm sure, Cathy, while your husband was dying, you were praying to God? Yeah, well... Hang on, Emmanuel. I didn't have much else to really do, Niall, but um, I still think that my husband was treated extremely well. Oh, my God, so well in Tala Hospital. But I think once... I, I would have preferred that when he was in Tala Hospital and they realised that the cancer was completely through him, that they, in the hospital, had given him something to just let him pass away in the hospital rather than the ambulance drive. I mean, he was just a bag of bones down to the hospice and then moving into another bed and getting upset and not knowing where he was. I think when my husband said... I have to go, I've had enough, that he should have been given whatever tablets or medication in the, hosp- in the ward he'd been in for so many months instead of that move to prolong agony for five or six days. And also, Niall, I don't, you're talking about people with cancer. That death rattle breathing they're doing, while they're doing that, if you look at them, there's also tears running mm-hmm. down their face. Yeah. But it's not right what happens to them. I, d- I did see that, actually, yeah. I yeah, tears. I mean, they're trying to get us to help them. And if it's two tablets, anyone that wouldn't give that to a relation has something wrong with them. Manuel, I, you know, I, I, I tend to agree. When you're at that point, when somebody's <laughs> at that point, and I think all faith and all belief and whatever you want to believe in is yours, whatever I want to believe in is mine, but all that goes out the window when you watch somebody that you love in excruciating pain, battling, trying to live a couple more minutes. That's the time That's the time to hold a hand and give them a hug and tell them you love them and, oh. you know, make, make, it, make it mean something, you know? Let me just go, well, well, hang on, hang on, can you all stay there, because I have to take a break, uh, and I'd like you all to stay there, but Tim, I want to come to you straight after the break, all right, so please stay with me. Uh, Now, if Emmanuel was really clever, he might say cancer, etc., appears due to things mankind decides to create for profit, free, uh, will smokers, uh, something will will smokes to industrial and nuclear, etc., Tom and Kildare, no idea how much you're talking about, I'm assuming it's some sort of weird conspiracy theory. Says, no, uh, 85% of this country are Catholics. Please stop disrespecting them and don't be so silly. People will never vote for this. So, well, you probably would have said the same thing about um, same-sex marriage and abortion too, wouldn't you? Uh, but that did happen. Oh my God, how could Anya be so cold, says Darianne. And she said, who says it's part of the human condition? We're entitled to dignity when it comes to dying. Tim, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Tim? Tim, hello. I'm calling you, Tim. Yeah. Hi, Niall. How are you? How are you doing, is, Tim? Is that, is that Emmanuel Godson you have there? Um, I, I have no idea, actually. Is he still there? Is that you, Emmanuel? Yeah. <laughs> this is Tim from the Irish Megaphone. How are you? Oh, hey, how's it going? It's a bit of a love in here tonight, lads, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, uh, look, yeah, Niall, I I was just listening there to the conversation over the last half an hour, and look, I just hear a lot about dying with dignity, you know, and the thing is, like, that dying, the the process of dying in itself is, you can quite often not be 
a very dignified process. You know, I saw that with my parents when my parents died. And sometimes, you know, I think it's, it's kind of, I think, uh, you know, dying is a part of life. I know Emmanuel was kind of saying that just as being born is a part of life. And going through suffering and pain is also a part of life, you know. So it's not, I, it's not a nice part of life, is of it? Of course, it's not a nice part of life. And, and a, I mean, being sick, for example, and suffering, as you say, is not a part of life. And if a god exists, right? Um, surely he, he created men who are talented and women who are talented enough uh, to make us feel better and cure us sometimes as well. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. But if you look back through the centuries, look, look, like, I, for example, like the reason I believe, for example, I'll come to that point in a second now, but like the reason I believe, first of all, euthanasia or any type of killing, like abortion, premeditated killing is wrong is because... I think abortion uh, is a different argument, you know. It's a I, different argument, yeah. But uh, what, what I mean is, what I'm trying to say is that, like the Bible says, you know, thou shalt not kill. That's one of the basic Ten Commandments. We well, all, I, think, we I, think all, I think morally, even whether you're a Christian or not, you agree with that. We all agree with that. Morally. Yeah, well, I am Just, a Christian. I grew up a Catholic. I converted yeah, to Christianity I, later. Yeah, but I'm an atheist, right? Is, and I still we believe we don't kill, we don't steal, we don't covet yeah, our neighbours' reason, goods yeah, but, or whatever. I believe yeah, but, in all that. Yeah. yeah, but the reason, the reason, let's say, just, just let's just take it from a biblical point of view for a second. The reason killing is wrong is because um, what separates mankind is that man is made in God's image. Like, yeah, but what, example, what is your I'm, definition of killing somebody? To me, killing somebody is doing it without their consent. Well. That, that, well, that would be mur- I would define that as murder. Well, no, murder is premeditated, you know. But it's absolutely premeditated, yeah, but you so can also, like, you can, you can also persuade, if you look, for example, you remember in 1978, the Jim Jones cult in South America, mm-hmm. like, all those people committed suicide, and many of them did it willingly, and I know some of them didn't, but nonetheless, they all went along with it, because they were programmed or persuaded yes. by this guy, Jim Jones, to, to go along with that, and, and many of them probably thought, yeah, we're doing the right thing, you know. But what, can I ask you a question? Don't take this disrespectfully, and I know yourself and Emmanuel are, are Christians. <clears throat> What's the difference to Jim Jones or, or Waco or any of the, or the Manson family or any of these cults? What is the yeah. difference between them and Catholicism or Islam or any other religion, apart from the fact that they're much bigger and they, they, well, they read from a different book or a different hymn sheet? Well, so, well, I think it's, you know, if you read, if I open the Bible, for example, and I can, I can come up with one interpretation, uh, like, for example, take, take, take Jim Jones as a perfect example. Like, I would classify someone like him as a cult leader or the, the group of individuals. I think the classic definition of a lot of cults, what you, like, I've often spoken to, say, Mormons or, or people like that, or people who are involved in these kind of groups, is that you'll find that the leader or the doctrine behind the leader is very controlling over people's lives. But, sure, but surely Catholicism is controlling as well. Well, I suppose to to a well, I, I well, I, well, I said I grew up as a Catholic. My parents were very, very religious, and I have to admit, when I when I listened to you know, as I grew up and I saw my mum's life, my like my parents, my mum would have grown up in the nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties. My dad the same, and I could see a certain amount of control over their lives, or a, a sense of religiosity. Now, when I say religiosity, what I mean is um, a sense of doing, saying, and going. In other words, I have to keep earning my way to God by doing. If I go to Mass enough times, or if, you know what I mean, or if I yeah, say... Yeah, but, but I mean, Jim Jones himself believes in God, and he claimed that all his followers were disciples of Christ. And yeah, all well, the Bible, the Bible says that the devil believes in God, but that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Many people okay, believe but, in okay, God. Okay, but like, getting, getting back to this argument, and yeah. you heard Dave, and you heard Kathy, by the way, who says she's a Catholic, and yeah. a practicing Catholic, and she uh-huh. watched her husband, who was a very fit and well man up to this time last year, suddenly... Yeah. You know, get diagnosed with stage four cancer 
cancer and literally as she described it herself turning to from 14 stone to a bag of bones mm-hmm. where literally the bones were sticking out through his skin yeah. I mean that is a horrific way to watch somebody you love die and he, he reached out at one point before he went into semi-consciousness and asked to have his life taken and nobody yeah. could help him yeah yeah. I mean how, how, how can you justify your argument to Cathy right what do, what do you think my argument is to Cathy well, I imagine your argument to Cathy is that we don't have the right to take somebody's life. Well, even, I, even if they've requested it. Well, my argument is more that suffering is a part of life. No, no, no. There's <coughs> suffering in cancer. I wouldn't wish it on my worst but just, enemy. Just, yeah, sorry to interrupt you there, Cathy. But just to come back to your original question, Niall, you're no, wrong about No, no, no. That, that cancer, the way it eats away yeah. with you, mm-hmm. when you're being moved on a bed constantly because your bones are like mm-hmm. bits of scissors sticking through your body and they're putting uh, little pillows under you try and lie this way try mm-hmm. and lie that way mm-hmm. and you're crying in pain oh yeah. my god no way no way I understand so, the point you make from a question sorry, view. No, sorry no just, just yeah. your original question when I first came on was about maybe I'm not wording it correctly now but was about how you know, surely, you know, if God is a good God, surely he can invent, uh, people can invent things to, to, to do away with all the suffering. But if you look back over the centuries, going back 2,000 years since the time of Christ, medicine, like, like God is a creative God, I believe what sets mankind apart uh, from the animals is that like, you don't see a dog going down the beach and going, you know, that's a lovely sunset there. That's why good men is, men, men, mankind is creative because it's made in the image of God who is also creative. So if you look through the centuries, mankind has progressed with technology, man, Christ has, man, man has used that creative skill to develop technology and, the, and the, in, in the area of medicine has developed many techniques and technologies to heal many, many, many diseases. And that's been a progressive thing over the centuries. Now, I would hope that man will continue to be creative and, and God willing, there'll be a time at some stage where mankind will conquer many horrible, horrible diseases or, or cancers. Do you know what I mean? So... Well, 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 sorry, Dave, are you still there? Yo. Yeah, you, you've been listening there to what Tim is saying, and, and obviously from a Christian point of view, uh, Tim believes what he's saying, and, and he believes it to be factually correct, and what he's saying, and that, you know, this suffering that your dad went through, your father went through, father-in-law went through, uh, that Kathy's husband went through, and, and that my friend went through. I mean, w- this is part of human suffering, and it's part of life, and this is, and, and you know, that the majority of the population believe in a God of some description. Uh, this is what their God decides. Yeah, we see all we keep hearing from the religious argument is, uh, you know, killing is bad unless God does it, and if God does it, it's part of His divine plan. And yeah, but okay hold on a second. It's Dave, is it? Is, that, is your Dave. name Dave? Yeah. Yeah. Look, Dave. Before I came on there, I heard you talking about. You mentioned the. Oh, I hear. I hear this a lot. I see it in comments on YouTube or wherever about. Isn't God awful? Isn't God a murderer because he kills so many people in the Old Testament? And most people who say that don't actually understand the reason behind that. If you go back and look to those stories in the Old Testament, the reason God was killing those people or ordered the Israelites to kill those people is if you look into the practices of the people he ordered to kill, most of these people, like the Canaanites, they used to boil babies alive, they used to um, uh, you know, engage in human sacrifices and things like that, really evil, wicked de- deeds. Yeah, but they didn't you know, all do it. Okay, well, how about... Yeah, no, 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 no. Let, me just, uh, let me just go back yes, to that, because the, the, yes, Tim, no, they didn't all do it. There are, let's say, for example, if we look at Islam at the moment, for example, yes. there are some very wicked people who, be- yeah. who believe in, uh, you know, Muhammad and who believe yes. in, in Allah, and, but the majority of Muslims are not like that. They don't engage well, in that kind that. of terrorism. So we well, don't go out and just, you know, put a death sentence on every Muslim, because but that's what God did at the time. Of course not, but what I'm saying is the stories in the Old Testament are 
descriptive, they're not prescriptive. So if you look at a lot of Islamic doctrine, it's prescriptive. In other words, if you're a good Muslim, I'm going by the very strict letter of the law now, now. If you're a good Muslim, then you should do A, B, C, and D, whereas the stories in the Old Testament are historically descriptive of what happened at a certain point in time. You see the difference between one being prescriptive, one being descriptive. Sorry, Dave, go ahead. Yeah, no, but I was going to say, what was, um, what was the story in the Bible? Was it Abraham that he told to bring him up onto a mountain and kill his, uh, his first son to test him? That was yes. God again, wasn't it? It yeah. was, yes. Do you not think that's kind of fucked up, no? Like, no, you, because you... what it was, was it, it's, it was an image of what would happen when Jesus came and died and when God gave his son. If you look yeah, at the... no, man, I, no, man, I'm sorry. And I, I mean no disrespect when I say this, right? But have, have you ever actually been in that position? Have you, ever had, to, have you ever had to t- help change your parents' nappy? Have you ever had to do I that? actually have, funny enough. And you still think... <laughs> yes, I have. I, and yet, I, at one and stage, you, I looked after my mum for a few years before she died, so I know all about that. And you've, you've been through that, and yet you still don't think when someone's in excruciating pain at the end of their life, we shouldn't do them a kindness and just turn off the lights? No, because it's not my position or That's anyone else's position up, to take someone else's life. But no, now having said that, yeah, but I mean, the, the, the point Dave is making, Tim, if you, if you were sitting there, you know, with your dad or your mom or right. your brother mm-hmm. or sister, mm-hmm. and gosh, I hope it doesn't happen to any of them, and you never have to go through that, mm-hmm. but you're sitting there and, and they're in the final stages of death, yes. in a hospice, for example, as, uh-huh. as Cathy would have been, and, and but they're copus mentis, but, mm-hmm. yet, but yet physically they're in great agony, and, and yes, they'd be on morphine, but morphine doesn't always work or dull all the mm-hmm. pain. And they said to you, Tim, this is hypothetical, of course, yeah. Tim, there's two tablets there and a glass of water. Would you just pop them into me and feed them to me, and please let me die with a little bit of peace. I can't go on like this. You'd, you'd say no. Well, it certainly put, if, I, if I was in that situation, thank God I've never been in that situation. I was in that situation. But it's an incredibly difficult circumstance to be in. And I can, you do it. You know, it is an absolutely difficult circumstance to be in. I personally wouldn't do it. I wouldn't feel, I wouldn't, I, think you would. I wouldn't I have think peace I, with I myself. Human, I, I wouldn't have peace being. with myself. Well, would that would not, I, not be the compassion as, as a Christian? Would that not be the compassion in you that would well, do that? Depends, because, but look, depends, doctors yeah. do it every day, don't they? When doctors go in and see somebody like Kathy's husband in the final stages of death yeah. and they go, I'm going to turn this morphine up to you, whatever it is, 20 milligrams per hour, yeah. whatever the but hell that's it how is. They, that's how they kill off people in hospitals. I learned Absolutely, that from my yeah. parents. This is, a lot of people in Ireland think there's no euthanasia. Well, there is, Ireland, because they turn they, up morphine pumps. They just pump morphine into them. Yeah, but is that not a yeah. good thing? But it depends on what you, uh, well, it, it, you know. They're going to die anyway. Well, of course it is. If, put, if, it, if, it, if, it, if it alleviates pain in someone who's greatly suffering, of course it's a good thing, you know. But my but point then, is that, that, that you're, you're on about compassion is there Is that now, not hypocritical? Because you just said that's a good thing. And that essentially no, is what euthanasia. I said, no, no, you're putting words in my mouth now. What I said was that it's a good thing if it alleviates pain. You know, but is that not, not what not, the final stage of death is? Not necessarily. It's there to just uh, finish someone off. Do you know what I mean? But no. you know. Yeah. Sorry, Dave. Yeah, no, oh, I'm sorry, Emmanuel. You want to say? Well, hang on, Dave. Sorry, Emmanuel. You want to say something? I think Tim is pointing pointing out the obvious here that we're, we're we're talking. We're not talking about standing back and folding our arms and doing nothing. We're intervening with medication to take away the pain, but we're definitely not deciding to take their lives. That's the point. We yeah, are. We are somewhat, and I think by Tim's own admission, that when you go into a hospital and somebody's in the final stages of cancer, and, and I witnessed it many, many years ago with somebody I knew and loved as well, that the doc- they were at home and they had been dying for about two weeks. And the doctor said, and this was through the God, he came along to me and to another relation outside in the hallway and said, listen, this could go on for another week. And we said, 
he can't go through this for another week. And he said, well, I have two options. You can leave it the way it is. It could go on for the week. Or if you want me to, I can turn up the morphine. And he said, probably about 24 hours at the most. And we said, okay, fire away. That's euthanasia, isn't it, Tim? Um. But, it, but, it, but, but, but it's compassion, isn't it, as well? Well, it's, I suppose it's compassion in the sense that it's helping a person alleviate um, a lot of the, the, the physical pain and suffering they're going through, you know. But it's, it's a very difficult situation. It's a, it's a difficult situation to be in. I admit that. I admit that, you know. I'm not saying I know everything perfectly. I'm just talking about um, a situation where, like, for example, there was a lady in Belgium last week. I think it was uh, she had dementia. And uh, she had agreed, while she still had her full mind, she had agreed to uh, that if she ever got to, uh, if the dementia progressed uh, to the stage where she couldn't make her own decisions, that her family would essentially euthanize her. Mm -hmm. Now, what happened, I can't remember where I read it now, was it in the paper or online? But what happened last week is that um, when they went to um, euthanize her, that she actually stood up and resisted. Oh, no, sorry, it was the court case that was last week. My apologies. Um, now, the court ruled in favor of the family, but basically, when, it, when the time came to euthanize her, she actually started to resist and stood up, but they still overpowered her and forced and uh, forced, uh, forced euthanize her, so to speak. Now, the court came out on the family side at the end of the I think it was a court case that... Well, you know, I, I personally wouldn't agree with that because no, per, no, yeah. no matter what condition a person was in, if they say I don't want to die, you don't, yeah. you don't do it. Well, that's, that's, that's when, I, when, I, when I talk about euthanasia, I suppose that's really what I'm talking yeah, about. I, I think, no, don't get me I'm wrong. Talking. I mean, if there was legislation for euthanasia, I think there has to be very strict guidelines around it. And there has, you know, the person must be able to make the decision themselves and must be conscious to make those decisions. I don't ever believe well, we should the make same, decisions. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, it's still a form of suicide. It's still a form of killing. You know, uh, we know we all know that murdering mm, someone yeah, is wrong. Suicide but, was illegal but, in this country. But I would believe that I, I believe as a Christian that killing oneself is also wrong because you know at the end of the day it still comes back to we are made in God's but image. Yeah, but haven't we changed? Haven't hasn't our understanding of human life changed so much that in in the past you and Emmanuel and the rest of us would have all uh-huh. known that you know taking your own life was always very very taboo according yeah, to the Catholic yeah. Church. I mean yeah. you weren't even allowed to bring a coffin into the church for uh-huh, God's sake uh-huh. or be buried in consecrated ground. But now mm-hmm. that seems to have gone away and the church has evolved somewhat to the understanding that people do have mental health problems and sadly take their own yeah, lives. Yeah, I understand. Of course the church the church has evolved, people change, but nonetheless, if you like, God's word has remains the same as it was 2,000 years ago. God's standards haven't changed. Just oh. because uh, society and fashions change and culture changes, uh, God's standards, if you like, but have God's, well, Yeah, but God's standards were written 2,000 years ago and God's standards have changed. When we look at society now, we couldn't, we couldn't live our lives by the Bible. Well, I try as best well, I can. Absolutely. I don't do it I'm, not, I'm, I'm not saying you do. Of course you do. <laughs> but you don't live your life as people would 2,000 years ago. And, you know, the people who wrote the Bible 2,000 years sense? ago. In what sense? Do I, do I not? What do you mean by that? I, I mean, I think I our values change over time. As I think society's well, values change over time. I mean, I'm, I'm a conservative, Tim, and I'm sure I don't yeah. know whether you follow yeah. me on Twitter or anything like that. Yeah, I, I can, do. I, I've actually tweeted you a few times. But, okay. But I consider like, myself I, yeah, conservative. But it depends, I suppose, Noel, it depends what your values are, are rooted in. I mean, I value life. I do yeah. value life. You know, and I've spoken very openly uh-huh. about the abortion referendum, for example. I know you do, yeah. yeah, yeah I know I, that. And I have valued life. But I think when it comes to somebody choosing, an adult person choosing to take their own life because uh-huh. they're going to die of a terminal illness and asking for assistance mm-hmm. in some way to do that medically, to die yeah. with a level of dignity, yeah. I think I would have a different view. Well, I suppose, like, 
what I would say as well there, Niall, is that I'm kind of looking at it, well, yes, I'm, I'm looking at it from a Christian perspective, right? So there's the physical, if you think of the, the body, if you like, the person is made up of three parts, I believe. You have the physical body, the soul, which is the emotions, and the spirit. So um, while the, the, the idea of euthanasia or pain-killing deals with the physical side of a person's nature, there's also a spiritual side, side you know, because the Bible clearly says that we all have spirits and that when we die, the spirit leaves the body. You know, so, like, if, if you look at suffering, sometimes, like, I believe that God, the, the whole message of the gospel is that is to have a personal relationship with the Lord. And the thing is that if, um, if someone, say, for example, in a, in a specific situation, has rejected God all their life, and sometimes, um, like, there was a good friend of mine who had a very serious illness in hospital there. He actually died last week, but a few years ago. And uh, I went out and he was in a really bad way. I had to put my ear up to his mouth to hear him. You know, and I said to him, I said, you know what? God is shouting at you. And sometimes uh, God, sometimes, like I once heard a, 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 um, a guy say once a quote, he said, you know, I turned to God when my life was falling apart, only to find that it was God who was shaking the foundations of my life. And sometimes God, I believe, uses disease or serious circumstances like that to get someone's intention in their life. Do you know what I mean? Because it's okay, God's well, well, I, I, don't get me wrong, I completely disagree with you, Tim, but I respect, I you, but, yeah, but I respect I your view on it. And I'll tell you what, it's a, the, the whole God <laughs> conversation is a bigger conversation that we could have another time. It is, yeah. It All is, right. yeah. All right, listen, Tim, thanks very much indeed. All right. Okay, loads and loads of people texting in um, in relation to that. Loads of people have a view, obviously, on it. And I do believe it's probably the next referendum. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.